You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. The boys are here in the house. Got a very smiley Andrew Burden. How are you, bud? How you going, mate? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great, actually. I just I thought I'd hear a bit of a tune, but uh, it's just I can't hear it. Yeah, cha cha cha. And then you also get a ching ching because you you got finally got a punters club up. Thanks for joining oh, the club. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, dear, I'll, I'll let Josh sort of um, uh, big name myself later. But yeah, it looked like it was a bit of a stitch up because Brett Morris didn't play, but it still paid out because one leg got lost. But I'm on the board. Well done, you- mate. Well, the king of the punters club. Also, sorry to keep you waiting there, Corby. How are you, bud? Yeah, good, good, boys. Uh, yeah, well done, Andy. Come to the party. Of course, before we <laughs> kick off, Cole Amos has got something to say, mate. Oh, I didn't hear this. Hey, Corby. I just finished watching the Warriors in the Dragons game. I think the Warriors won 2014, bro, so you better get your Warriors jersey on, support them against the Storm next week. <laughs> I, did, I did see his comment on Twitter just before we went on. I haven't even been able to reply to it. Um, but, yeah, Warriors, too good. I mean... Hundred percent completion rate, yeah, well deserved to win. Like that's outstanding. Yeah, what a round! Plenty of upsets uh, and plenty to talk about in the lead up to round seven. DPP changes. We'll have all them on the Tuesday and Wednesday shows. But plenty to talk about with all the suspensions. Just maybe run through that before we hit studs and duns. Paul Momorowski looking at two to three weeks. Latrell three to four. Tino two weeks. They're the main ones, and we'll touch them back in the back end of the episode. So tonight. Physio Phil will be joining us. Plenty of injuries to discuss. We're doing our studs and duds and also our trade targets for the week. But, boys, let's rip in and have a look at... How good is this bloke? Studs. Now, Andy, you're on top of the world. Why don't we kick off with you, bud? It was the man. I I called him out in Classic, and he delivered. Did he what? The Kalen Ponga. Mm. Well, did he what? Fancy points. So let me just hit you with some stats from his last game. (laughs) Fancy points, 101 points. Two tries, two try assists, 172 metres, eight tackle breaks, two line breaks, two line break assists, three offloads. Jeez, he came with a vengeance. Are you so his he, dad? Like, you're a proud dad right now. Mate, I'm a proud dad, proud owner. Proud, I'm, look, Kalen, if, look, well, I'm not gay, but look, he's a good-looking bloke and he can play football. He, he's, he could be one who loves him. That is debatable. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he had no pierce to create attacking plays. It was all, it all punger. So, yeah, the man was on fire. Uh, I've just got some... Um, yeah, I asked you about four. those stats, yeah, Andy. That'd be great if you've got those. Yeah, so he, <laughs> his next four opponents. So, he, he versus the Panthers, the hmm. Roosters, and then the Raiders, then the Tigers. Yep. So, I get, he didn't play the Panthers last year through injury. Yep. But when they did play them in 2019, his stats weren't that good. <laughs> they, were, they were 39 and six points in later in the season. So, But look, um, if... Yeah. Uh, Isako can score 51 points against the Panthers this season. Surely Ponga can as well. So not very good stats. And that six was with the 80 minutes as well. So I'm not too sure what was going on there. But uh, with the Roosters he, in 2019, again, he missed the Roosters last year. He must, yeah. be, must have been uh, missing the good teams. <laughs> he, just missed, he wants to keep his fantasy average up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in 2019, he had 59 and 38. Okay. Uh, so they're the next two games. So what I'm, what I'm going to be excited about, though, is the Tommy versus the Raiders last year scored 93 fantasy points. Ooh. And then the Tigers, which is um, the fourth 
uh, next opponent, 103 fantasy points. So he's consistent. So I think he's developed more as a player. Uh, there's no peer, so he's, his creativity is locked on him to it's, – it's on him and Man and Blake Green. So Pong is the better out of the three of those. So yeah. I, I don't think he's going to score a six or a 39 against Panthers. So I think he's still got value. Um, might not be too late. Two percent could be a nice little pod. Who's your second guy, Andy? Um, he's second. Or second and third. I was gonna, I'll go. <laughs> he's I'll got go three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave he's Moses out because Moses is a biased one. He, he just done it well. So I'll just go Josh Curran. Okay. Yeah, Josh Curran, 246K, 1.2% owned, mm. 66 fantasy points. And he, he was in everything, honestly. He was tack- He had 50 tackles. And he made 142 meters. Like he, he was just playing for a spot, and they they did get the goods against the Dragons. So I don't see why he's dropped. If he he should not get dropped, especially with that performance he had. So he's he could be on my radar for next week as well. So okay. um, yeah, Josh Curran was my other stud. Nice one. He was a nice headgear too. But Corbs, yeah. you got you got a couple of tigers on your your hit list there. Yeah, the uh, Luciane Leilua. He he scored a 61. He's had a pretty solid start to the year. Yeah. I think um, you were one of his biggest fans towards the start of the year, um, and you helped. He was one of the six players that I picked in my draft team that you sort of <laughs> seed me to. <laughs> uh, he had an average of 57 for the year so far. Ooh. Hasn't hit under 50 yet, and he just seems to be like watching him. Obviously, you've got your player cam on all of your individual players in the team. He just gets plenty of ball. Um, yep. And so it's always just going to tick over his attacking stats. Um, yeah, so he was he was another one that sort of ticked over a good score. The other one of mine was the new kid on the block. And if he wasn't in your team this week, Simpkins, mm. he will definitely be in your team next week. Now, what was the ownership? Because it was at 2% or something stupid. Yeah, before. and then it jumped up to 8% by about Thursday. And who knows where it was at before the lockout. I'll, I'll check so it. Keep, keep talking. Two, I'll check it for you. Yeah, 2.1%, so- it says he on... On um on the fancy stats, he had fifty four points on debut against the Bunnies, who you would pretty much say is a top four side. So that's sixteen, that's not a, sixteen, Corby. Uh, but, but surely that doubles. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Especially that cheap two twenty eight. He'll have a small break even next week as well. He's going to make now, him plenty of cash. I've seen a massive stat with the fifty eight tackles on debut for his um <laughs> eighty minutes or pl- plus the five minutes extra time, but. That's good, but he missed six miss. He had six missed tackles and an error. So if he fixes that up, then that's pushing him easily above sixty. Didn't see a whole lot of attacking stats, but mm. if you go and look at his attacking stats from the Reggies, he has heaps. And I think once he finds his place and that team gets a bit more comfortable, yeah, sixties or seventies aren't out of place here. If he keeps the eighty minute hooker, he he could go huge. I like I mean, him. But do you see when yeah. he jumps out, Corbs? When he jumps out, takes the marker out, and then poop. And then the player, he then brings yeah. the team onto the. That's why they I keep. Thought he was very Harry Grant like. Yes, and Harry yeah, Grant both exactly. looked very similar out of dummy half. They're nuggets too. That like defensively, they're not liabilities. Like they hold their own. They can make one-on-one tackles, which is really really helpful. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you don't have him, you've got to get him in this week because his prices are just going to go bonkers. And especially yeah. with the round seventeen buys, Corbs like Leilua, especially with Angus Crichton kind of going off the the ball a little bit here. Like into that round 13, we're looking to bring in good, consistent players. And I think Leilua ticks every single box, mate. Yeah, well, as I said, hasn't scored under 50 yet and just seems to be ticking along. And 
they go to him so much. If the Tigers are behind, you're just rubbing your hands together because they just go to him heaps. Yeah. And he's a he's a pod too. He's only owned by three point six percent of people. Yeah. Uh, and with with fifty seven average, that's a massive difference. Mm. You two have started fast here, boys. I'm giving you one of those for a little while. Sorry about that. <laughs> been lacking. Yeah, it has been a little bit. But boys, the guys I want to talk to you about is obviously everyone's got turbo on their mind. But sixty seven, it was pretty much all in the first half. That one try, two line breaks. I'm going to be a bit of a proud dad here after owning him for this this long. <laughs> one try assist, two line break assist, four tackle breaks. Surely had more than four tackle breaks. 187 metres. He just looked fantastic. I'm still buying. I don't care what – hopefully we'll see what Phil has to say about his long-term health, but I don't know. Just with Latrell being – he's pretty much put a spanner in the works, hasn't he, with a four-week suspension. At that, that price of 473K, he's oh, – yeah, I just got to do it, I think, please. And he, and he got subbed <laughs> off, which is good. So they protected him for the full 80. He only played 72 minutes, but which is a good sign. He sort of, as soon as Manly had it, like, you know what, come back. Your hamstrings are all right. Put, in, put on yeah. the ice and just put him into, into some cool room and keep him for next week. Yeah. Hey, you know, you just spoke about consistency, Corb. Like, Torhu Harris, he's, I'll read, he's six games. 61, 63, 62, 61, 61, 83. <laughs> Dual positioning. He's actually lost money. 784K, 23K he's lost. Like, realistically, you think he's not going to play Origin because he's from New Zealand. He's averaging this. He's just going to get you a 60 every week. He's got a dual position. Angus is going to have to play Origin. Like, leading into the – I don't want to do the trade right now, but I'm telling you, after round 13, I think I'm subbing out Angus Crichton and putting Torhu Harris in for the rest of the season. It just makes more sense. They're both going to score around the same, and he just is worth more to the Warriors, I feel, than Angus Crichton is to the Roosters, and he's cheaper. I think it's nearly like – I don't think with the trades we have to make right now that we have to rush out and do it right now, but in the coming weeks, we're already up to round seven coming up now. It's coming up that we have to make these trades, and I think it's a pretty smart trade leading into this origin period. Any thoughts, boys? Well, especially with uh, Crichton's downfall, is it's is just – Without Kiri, and I suppose a couple of injuries as well, but, geez, without Kiri, Crichton doesn't look as dangerous, does he? It's just He didn't have one tackle getting, break on the weekend, not one. Whether he's not getting the balls or I'm not too sure what's going on there, but something needs to change. I'm a teddy owner and I'm a bit, um, a bit weary about him. Mm. Fast start, boys. Well done. Let's move on to some gooses. All right, we started with you, Andy, so why don't you kick us off with our duds? Who you got your first one? Uh, Charlie Staines. So, oh, he is a the, dud. Yeah, he, I think he's just too light, man. Like, he just looks – the Ferrari, to me, looks more like a go-kart. He's just <laughs> – And he's bringing jokes back. <laughs> he's just not, not heavy enough, and he's getting dominated. And and, a, and to add to that, he's got Momo, which is a bit of a ball hog in, inside of him. So, yeah, I, I think what he had 12 fancy points on the weekend. He ran for 87 metres. Um, if if the Panthers aren't flying and if they're not running the ball and cutting out to him to do those fancy tries where he, we can do because he's that light kind of player who can sort of acrobat through the air. But if you can't sort of hold your own and bust yourself these days on the on the uh, on the wing, then he's really fallen flat. So, yeah, he hasn't he been the same like, player since he got locked. You like <laughs> yeah. he needs to get back sure. on it. I'm not too sure if you, where's the if music anyone... festival. Someone have a music festival for Stainsy. <laughs> If any of your listeners uh, had a chance to listen to the um, 
uh, Between Two Plants interview with Fletch and Hindy, please go over listen. It's an absolute cracker. But yeah, he, he, him and um, Cleary definitely Stop promoting other shows. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's just a bit of a positive uh, outlook. <laughs> at all. Now, second um, guy, you've got Jimmy Roberts by the looks of it. Yeah, Jimmy Roberts again. So you wouldn't believe it. From when I last looked, his ownership was fifteen percent. So let me just con- just confirm that because I looked on the computer. Um, yeah, fifteen percent people own him, and he's been going terrible. So. I, I can definitely. You'd hope that that would drop unless they're sort of just keeping him because he's a center, and centers are really that rare. And there's been a couple of center injuries, but mm. he's just not doing enough to in NRL to be fancy relevant. Um, but yeah, James Roberts, 15 points for 80 minutes. He he has one run and then just does nothing. So I'm not too sure what that says. Maybe it's just something something about the Tigers. They've got Leilua who does nothing. Maybe they think <laughs> their standard position is just some sort of cruisy. It's in their, it's in their contract. You just do nothing. <laughs> yeah, they just make one run a game and then you're sweet. Just don't just bonus, chill out on the bonus time. All right, yeah. before I go to you, Corbs, I just want to get this one out of the way. AJ Brimson, I told you guys two weeks ago to sell him. He's just his ceiling is just so low. Maybe he's short with like he's a short bloke like I am. Like we just got low ceilings. Like he, <laughs> like really. Now, now he's bringing the jokes on. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not running a hundred meters, he's not scoring because he just doesn't have it in his game. I just think that AJ is just an avoid until he gets his confidence back in his foot. He's just not there. Oh, I agree. He's uh, he's definitely not the the same guy last year. Corby, sticking on high-profile fullbacks, the first guy. Now, I sold him last week, Teddy. Yeah, I was saying a big call, and, like, when you talk about don't sell guns, he's been one of the biggest guns in fantasy for the last few years. But I'm starting to see where you're going with this. I mean, he's he's sort of the Teddy at the Tigers with the team not as good. Uh, He's lost his touch now. He's not in that as dominant team. Uh, he had 74 run meters on the weekend. He only had three games under 200 meters last year. So, that, like, that's huge. Mm. Like, not just under 200. Like, he had 74. That's well down. Um, he'll still have his big games, but I just don't see those consistent good scores now. I think they might be gone for Teddy with the key personnel missing in the the coordinate, Kiri, and the friend. He's just not getting that amount of space and time out wide that he loves. Um, yeah, Because I could mention a few other stats that are down, but that one was a big one when I sort of had a look into it. Um, yeah. It, it's unlike yeah, him couple, to do back-to-back kind of low weeks as well. Usually he bounces back pretty hard. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, a couple he, of big fullbacks that we've been talking about too. So, I mean, if you don't want to leak too much cash um, – it could be a pretty good time to uh, to do the trade. Mm. Are you a, are you an owner, Corbs? Are you going to keep him or sell him? Yeah, but I've got to wait till judiciary because I've got about four of them going in. <laughs> <laughs> Control I'm your gonna team. I'm going to turn up. I'm going to turn up in suit and just try and persuade someone. No, he's a good bloke, sir. He's a good bloke. <laughs> surely, surely two of my five get off. Jesus. Yeah. Now, yeah, Corbs, nervy. Cash cow, and we we're probably waiting a little bit for this guy to come off the ball a little bit. Now, Shawnee O'Sullivan didn't have his best game today. No, only the 19 points. Now, I, I sort of had a decision. Uh, it was either O'Sullivan or Walker, and I went Stanley Walker just for job security. Um, even though O'Sullivan's going to get plenty of time to do what you wanted him to before Chanel came back, but 
just looking at his stats, I didn't think he was going to do great. He proved that wrong in the last couple of weeks. But then starting to see a bit of a trend. So Sean and Cody Nikarima, the halves there, uh, the run made – yeah, the average runs, uh, Cody Nikarima has increased. He's doubled his since Sean made his debut, and it's gone the other way. Sean's actually halved his more than 50% less runs. So it went from 15-round – five to six runs this time. And uh, for Cody Nikarima, he's increased his runs from 10 to 15. Mm. The kick meters too, uh, He Cody Nikarima had an extra 120 kicking meters. There was more ball in hand for Roger Tuvasa-Shek today. And, well, wouldn't you go to him? He was just a freak today. Um, I, I just see there's a bit of a trend now. Uh, and he come out of the blocks. But, yeah, 19 points when there was a good, tough game. Don't think – I mean, if you got him in your team, you're leaving him there because he's still got a bit of value to make. Probably put him in emergency, though, with a, a 19 points chucked in there, though. Yeah. All right, I'm going to end this with a bit of a controversial one. My dad is Latrell Mitchell. Like, I know that he scored 69 points, but his discipline off the on and off the field, to be going into a four-week, he's so valuable to that team, and he just doesn't realise that the team is bigger than him. So he's made plenty of cash, and you're gonna this 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 thing with Latrell. You're not gonna be able to hold him for three or four weeks. The the competition is just way too competitive. But you can upgrade to a Brian Tohall. There's Turbo on the scene now. It's not like there's not replacements. So I think it's a big self single, especially if he's three or four weeks out, and you just got to do it. But there could be some beneficiaries out of this as well. Cody Walker last year was 48 average with with him and 60 without him. So if you're a holder of Cody Walker. Yeah, dead set going to cut off Corby trying to attack that judiciary with his suit on because you're stopping him because <laughs> Cody needs his points because at the moment he's only really scoring off the odd try. He's, he's averaging 46, so I think he's yeah, going to be yeah. the, the biggest thing. But where's the points going to come from? Because a lot of it comes through Luttrell. Like, so is Adam Reynolds going to have a bit of a step up as well? And Alex Johnson's probably going to get moved from the left wing to fullback. So... Anyone that had Alex Johnson scoring those easy tries on the wing, even though he blew one on the weekend, didn't he, by putting his hand down. But there goes his tries. So Latrell's got to kind of wake up to himself. Hopefully he hears this. Someone sent it to him. And Johnson doesn't really score that well in fullback. Um, in last year when he did play from, he had played three games. It was only 17 mm. uh, average. So he's not that gun. So if you've got Johnson, he's definitely a downgrade if he plays fullback. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Cody Walker is probably the major beneficiary if he gets off, if he um is off. Yeah, just just uh, to yeah. stick on that, like a three or four week suspension for me, it's a sell. Are you guys in the same boat? Uh, if, if you got, I think if you got cover, I, I've recently brought Ponger in, so I've got Latrell, and if I, I'm thinking I might just leave him on the bench because he's still he's not off by injury. It's not an injured player. Three weeks. It's, it's right on that borderline. If it was four weeks, I'd say probably I'd move him on. Three weeks, I can live with that. I can put him in there and then put someone else into my reserves. So. Okay. Corbs? Yeah. Again, I've just got to wait and see. I've got a few, <laughs> few issues in my team after having a pretty good week just with the Cleary captain. Um, it'll be a wait for me. Okay, cool. All right, guys, let's check in with Physio Phil and then we'll come back with all our trade targets for the week. All right, let's welcome back in Physio Phil. You can find him on Twitter, Physio underscore Phil B. You can also find him at LC Street, physio.com.au, which is in Burwood. Phil, welcome back, brother. 
Thanks, guys. Good to be here. Mate, congrats. Good to be firstly, Dragon Floss. Firstly, congrats, mate. How's the little one? The little one's going really well. Good she's to hear, really mate. Well. So she's three weeks old today, and uh, she's doing very well. Just gave her a bath, so on fire. <laughs> has, she, has, they, has she got the uh, the onesie dragons jersey on yet or no? No, you know what? She hasn't got a uh, onesie. Dr- she's going when she's a bit older, but not the newborn size. So a few more months and she'll get into it. Hey, mate, just all good. I'll send you a power one. Don't sweat. Don't sweat about it. <laughs> <laughs> won't taint her with that. I won't taint her with that early on. <laughs> all right, boys, plenty to rip into. First things first, Phil, ACLs, plenty returning. Stags is about a month mm. away. Verrill's, his coach reckons he might be lining up on Anzac Day. Billy Walters mm. came back on the weekend. All had mm. pretty horrific sort of ACLs. Tell us a little bit yeah. about their return to play and what we can kind of expect out of the boys. Yeah, so. Uh, Billy Walters came back after eight months, which is a little bit sort of, it's sort of in the average for NRL plays, but normally that top grade, they're getting back around that seven month mark now. But I think, like you said, because it was a bit more of a traumatic one, he was a little bit longer. And Verrills is one that I'm a little bit worried about because he's pushing nine months now and he's had two follow-up surgeries, Mm. sort of clean out surgeries. And normally that indicates Either there's um, been a whole lot of scar tissue builds up around the new ACL around the graft, and they call that like a cyclops lesion, or he's had ongoing problems with his meniscus and his cartilage. So either one of those is not a great sign for him coming back. And I'm a bit worried about how much conditioning work he's done Mm. because of those problems. So I don't think he'll be anywhere near 80 minutes for the first at least month of footy that he's back. Hopefully he is back this week. Um, that'll be about nine months, just over nine months. Um, Stags was an interesting one as well because yeah, he's back in another month and his was so traumatic and he had so much swelling that they actually delayed his surgery a month mm. because he had so much swelling. It was too swollen to actually do the surgery effectively. So that automatically pushed him back a month longer than he would have been. So apart from that, I haven't heard too many more updates. So I'm assuming the rest of his rehab's going fairly smoothly. Um, but again, First season back from ACL, normally guys are a little bit tentative, especially the guys who are really explosive, which is stags, definitely. Mm. Um, Verils, I think, will probably have less issues, like I said, as long as those other stuff is okay. But stags may be a little bit less explosive, especially that first month or six weeks back, I'd say. Um, There are exceptions to the rule. Some guys really hit the ground running. But more commonly, you know, 75 80% of the time, guys are usually slow in that first First season back with um with uh, Verils. Do you think with mm. the the resurgery and the scar tissue does that make his re-injury rate a little bit higher, or is it sort of doesn't really matter for that? Not not so much for an ACL re-injury rate, but yep. it does if he's like I said if he's got uh, like problems with his cartilage or his meniscus, um, that could cause problems in terms of in terms of him re-injuring that stuff. Uh, so in okay. terms of re-injuring his ACL, it's probably about the same. You know, if he's done his rehab and stuff properly, which he would have. Um, but with the follow-up surgeries, if there's meniscus problems or cartilage problems, those are a little bit likely to flare up. Um, so that is a concern, definitely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Andy, next. Yeah, well, I was actually – I was commenting the other week um, on James Fisher-Harris. I was like, geez, he's a massive mm. unit, and he looks like he just got his – giant chest and then someone was actually saying no he actually wears a chest guard so yeah. i was just wondering what what players what what they would use that for what is it for like either rib cartilage or something not too sure what that would do and how that would yeah. protect him. 
Yeah, so normally um, it's either for a sternum injury, so if they've had a previous sternum injury or a previous rib cartilage injury, or some guys I know uh, that I've worked with, they sort of have um, a bit more of a bony or prominent sternum that sort of sticks out a little bit. Um, and so that actually makes it more likely uh, to get injured. And sternum injuries are horribly painful, like super, super painful. Even if you don't fracture it, even just bony bruising is super painful. It can affect your breathing and you feel uh, quite short of breath. So he's wearing that just proactively to prevent something like that happening. So whether okay. he's had a previous injury or whether he's just got that sort of more prominent bony sternum, um, that's why he's wearing it to prevent injury. I haven't heard of him having one this year. And I think from memory, he's, I remember seeing him wearing it last year as well. So it's probably just something he's wearing permanently now. He might have had a few repeated bumps on it. So he just wears it uh, uh, look, proactively whatever, now. Whatever he's doing, it's working. So wear it. Yeah, starving up, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Corpse, fire away. I feel uh, congrats on the bub, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much. Um, with Turbo, I, mm. I was watching him, and I think everyone was in fantasy <laughs> world, and he yeah. looked like he he hadn't missed a beat. He was, was straight freakish, back into it. it. Yeah. Now, should we, because there's going to be a lot of people looking to purchase him, should we mm. be worried, or is that an indication that his Hemi is fine and it's just um, play on from here and it's and not that risky to pick him up, or is there still that massive risk with the Hemis? Yeah, again, it's... It, it's that same stuff that I spoke about in the preseason, I think, when we spoke about him, where he looked great and obviously they've done their rehab right for this one, but is there an underlying uh, mechanical issue or something in his back that's caused these repeated hamstring tears? So just because he's had the one good game, I, I don't think from my point of view it sort of puts him in the clear. Really, from my point of view, because he's had three in a row basically in three seasons, I sort of wouldn't be confident with him until he gets through a whole season basically um, because you do have issues with um, fatigue. So muscular fatigue and what we call uh, neuromuscular fatigue. So the nervous system fatiguing after repeated efforts. So, you know, um, will his body hold up with returning to full training and then game after game after game? There is still concerns there for me. Um, I purposely avoided him in my draft team um, <laughs> for that reason, because I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't overly confident that even when he did come back, is he, is he going to actually get through this full season? So there's still question marks there for me. I hope he does get through because he's so good to watch. That was a carve mm. up on the weekend. Yeah. Was it what? Yeah. Next yeah. question, Phil. Now, Jason Tamulolo, he's fractured his other hand. Mm. So yeah. his, his other hand's good now. He's just done the yeah. next one. They're talking about three weeks. We saw Brian mm. Kelly return quite early. He was back three weeks yep. ago. Now, yep. with two fractured hands, like, is this mm. unusual? Have you seen this before? Is it going to happen more? Yeah, it's quite strange, especially both of them being done at training as well, which is very strange. Um, look, there's no reason why, you know, if one hand is healed and the other hand heals, there's no reason why he should be more likely to do it again or anything like that. It's just, mm. it's very strange circumstances to have back-to-back hand fractures done at training on the opposite hand. It's it's quite strange. Again, I'm not saying there's anything dodgy going on with it. Um, <laughs> he needs to drink more cap. With needs to drink yeah. more milk. Needs to drink more yeah, milk. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing some strange drills at training or what's happening at training, but yeah, but yeah, look, as long as the fracture heals, then with hand fractures, they're usually quite low re-injury rate. Um, 
you know, especially if they have surgery, it usually um, heals up quite well. So I'm not too worried about him when he comes back. Um, it's just quite strange to have back-to-back fractures on opposite hands. So I can't say I'll, I've seen it in my time with uh, the footy boys, you know, quite strange, especially at training, especially at training. <laughs> For sure. Cobbs. Mm. Uh, with little Pappy, uh, mm. the minor AC joint that's popped up, which yep. very concerning for me because I've got him draft and classic. I think yep. most people have him classic. How will he manage this? And is there any need to miss games? Or, or will he just like if they're sitting pretty comfortably, they've got the Nico Hines, do you think he's going to be yeah. in that position where they need to rest him? Mm. Um, so, yeah, with those minor ACs, which they're reporting, um, they're quite an interesting injury in rugby league because what tends to happen is guys can play through them and the way they manage it is uh, normally with uh, local anesthetics, so local needling uh, and then strapping and padding. Um, and guys can play and not miss any time by doing that. But what tends to happen is they will continually get aggravated. So he'll play this week, he'll get a needle and it'll feel fine, but because it's completely numb, he'll then tend to re-aggravate it. Um, and, and then you go through the physio and management and everything during the week again, and then he plays again, it gets re-aggravated again. And the little grade ones like that, if they rest two or three weeks, it will completely go. But instead of missing time, they will tend to play on with it, and it can linger for six or seven or eight weeks. Um, so it's very, very common that by the end of the season, you'll have three or four guys in a team managing these AC joint injuries. Um, with Nico Hines, um, quite an able replacement on the bench. I do think if they're up 20 or 30 with 15 to go, they're very likely to pull him off um, and give him that rest, especially if it is getting aggravated. Um, hopefully it responds quite well to treatment and that won't linger for that six, seven or eight weeks. It'll be more in that two to three week range. But you'll probably see him this week. He'll have the big guard on top of his shoulder um, and I reckon he'll get a needle before the game as well. Okay, Andy. So just with that, the, the grade one, is, so that, is that usually mm. just a tear or just a stretch of the, the, the joint? Like, Yeah, just the... a stretch. So so grade one is just like an irritation. There's no ligament tearing. Um, so it'll just be like swelling, bruising. There might be some some micro-level disruption of the fibres, but there's no okay. tearing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, speaking of shoulder injuries, <laughs> I've noticed Cam Murray when he was playing, he has mm. his – Left shoulder taped up. Oh, he must have. He must be sponsored by uh, Elastoplast because he's got like <laughs> he must have like thirty rolls on that shoulder. It looks like it yeah, was up. Heavy. I'm mm. just wondering, do you know if or what that would be covering or, or sort of protecting? Yeah, so he definitely has a big pad on it, which is for his AC joint. But then it looks like he's got um, a stability shoulder taping underneath it, which um, is usually for guys who have problems with shoulder instabilities or. Or things like that. Again, it's quite common if you saw dressing sheds after the game, you'd probably see six or seven blokes with their shoulders taped. But his is quite heavy. And I think it's because he's got the AC joint as well as the underlying stability taping for the shoulder as well, which is why it looks super heavy. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually heard anything reported. Um, I did a quick look when you guys asked me this question. And I saw he did have a shoulder injury before the prelim final in 2019. But nothing else reported since then. So it's probably just, again, like niggly stuff that he's trying yep. to manage, you know, those grade one ACs and, and stuff Prevent- like that. It's probably just, yeah, preventative stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, Phil, final question, and it's in regards to Sean Johnson. Now, Josh Hanna, the caretaker coach, he's 
he's saying that he's back this weekend against the Doggies, which is mm. great news because I've been sitting him on the bench for seven weeks. But yeah. and as a Sharks fan as well, but just with the players that you've managed over time, when they're coming back from something as serious as an Achilles tear, what's mm. the realistic expectations that we're going to see the best out of Sean Johnson this year? Um, yeah, so it's it's similar in terms of especially for those really explosive guys. Um, they'll tend to be a little bit tentative and slow out of the blocks when they first come back. Mm. The videos of him training, he does look quite good. He looks very free and mobile. And one thing I will say is that in the last few years, the surgery and recovery and the rehab from uh, from Achilles is getting better and better. Um, so uh, I think with Sean, he is such an elite athlete as well. I think he would have done a lot of work in terms of his agility and speed and fitness. So mm. given the way he's looked, I actually think within a couple of weeks, he might be hitting the ground running pretty quick. Um, but there is always that sort of confidence issue and whether he's got that full confidence, you know, he wouldn't have been in in any full-on gameplay stuff yet. So I'd give him, you know, two or three weeks leeway and then I think you'll probably see where he's at for the rest of the season. I wouldn't judge the rest of his season on that first two or three weeks. I'd definitely give him a few weeks to let him build into it and then that'll give you a good indication by about that three or four week mark where he's going to be for the rest of the year. Nice one. Well, Phil, appreciate your, yeah. your insights tonight, mate. We'll get you back in a couple no of problems, weeks. No problems, boys. No problems. I always feel smarter as whenever I talk to Phil on this. It's it's just he, he brings so much information here. It's lovely. <laughs> okay, Phil, you're, you're on you're on full time now, Phil, if it's going to help Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> Chat to you soon, legend. All right, coming back from Physio Phil, that was great analysis. Just remember, you can find him now on Twitter at physio underscore Phil B. So definitely get following. He's got plenty to say over there as well. Boys, now let's have a look at kind of our week that was. Corbs, you, I think, kind of like, I don't even know hitting a 1,000. It's not even good anymore, is it? Like, I trickled over at 1,002. What did you end up getting, 1,080? No, 1,034 I ended up rolling into. I started off guns blazing, but... Um, same guns that everyone sort of had just let people down and let my team down. Mm. Andy, you're a little bit behind because you didn't you didn't get Ponga as captain. Yeah, sort of. Um, was it rookie mistake by me? Should have changed me captain. Um, and a couple of just poor performances. So yeah, for me, I've got a couple a bit of work to look at when TLT comes in. I'll have to see if I can switch around or. Yeah, wasn't good. I only got 850. <laughs> yeah. That was a horrendous week. So. To make it feel you better, Andy, like I didn't want to get Cleary. Like it, it was – when I did it, when I hit the button, I wanted to vomit in my own mouth. Like, <laughs> How good was oh. it coming to the dark side? Just quick question, Andy. Have you joined that non-Cleary owner's Facebook group? <laughs> no, I haven't. If you can, share it and put me in it. Oh, I'm not in there, man. I'm not going oh, anywhere oh. near it. I'm too far behind. I think it's just too much. I'll see if I can swap a little bit of cash around. I'll see what happens. But I've got more. I've got more issues to worry about. I've got <laughs> suspended players. I've got underperforming players. I've got to drop out. So yeah, we'll see how we go. Look, I might. I might be late to the table, but yeah, I don't know. It's just. Well, you know what I'll do. I'll wait till Origin season, and when everyone sort of. Um, when and it's all selling, or if he has a rested game or something, and he has one game under fifty, I'll I'll go in and buy him. But yeah, until then, I'm. And he's going to be buying at two million. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, with all these bloody ghost points, it's ridiculous. It's. Uh, I feel like, I feel like his, his name should be Casper. Casper the ghost. 
All right, Corby, now with your entire team at the judiciary, like, what are you thinking? Who's your trade targets for this week? Oh, I'm seriously – my big thing last week was just wait and see how Turbo goes. And, geez, he, he couldn't have put on a better performance. Uh, one of my mates, Ashworth, who's a mad Manly fan, said, you cannot buy him the way you've been rubbishing him and not, <laughs> not picking him straight up. And I was like, yeah, I'd, I might have to go against that. Uh yeah, it's it's a big wait and see to see who gets what weeks and what I can do with my team uh, and team list Tuesday. But I'm not the only one in the same boat. There's a few issues with big players um, injured, out, or going to get suspended. Okay. Um, but yeah, Turbo's on my list. The other one I'm looking at maybe is a Hampton. Just he's a cheap um, jewel. Yeah, he's very good. Um and he's been slot. His last two games, he's had fifty around that fifty average. Uh, it may come in handy. Him and Drinky look good today. What did Drinky get today, Mandy? I think got thirty-seven. Okay, maybe a little Not, bit off the uh, ball. Hampton's the better half. It's just. Geez, Val looked good too today. He was sniffing yeah. up those at the middle of the ruck, and him and Granville really cut him up in the second half. He might be, even think- be a guy that's starting to to heat up a little bit. I think the Cowboys as a whole are feeling a little bit better, a bit more confidence with tries on the board, a couple more wins. So Josh McGuire uh, gone. <laughs> he must have been yeah, a troublemaker. Yeah, the, the grubs are gone. They're playing well. So I yeah. love him now. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. A team full of grubs. So you're, you're sweet. Benny Hampton might put a few points on this because he was 290 coming in this weekend. His break-even was really low. I think he might be around. Minus mid, four. Yeah, middle 300s, I reckon he's going to be when they open up tomorrow. So I think you've got to jump on him. He looks like he's set for that kind of number seven, especially with Clifford leaving. There's no real reason for them to bring him back minus injury. So Well, also, I think a fair few people would be out if Momo doesn't get off these charge, so they might be looking for a center. Well, that's kind of where I'm lying, and I was always probably going to pick up Peachy going into origin period, and now with Tino being suspended, like the, the Titans were well beaten on the weekend, and he still scored 33 in his 56 minutes, Peach. So I still think... His responsibility would definitely increase with Tino being out this week. So he's on my radar, depending on what really happens with Momo on, on judiciary. If, if he gets off, I'll probably leave him in another week because I'm really angry at Tarpany. Like Even yeah. though I don't think it's really his fault, I think it's more Ricky's fault. Like Seriously, if Ricky Stewart is serious, he can't have Josh Papali and, and Joseph Tarpany on the sideline for so long, especially with Parramatta. Parramatta monster them, just truck after truck after truck just coming on in the middle. Just Yeah, and they just looked soft. It, it did. I'm not too sure what the game plan went into it was, but there was no offloads from Parramatta at all. It was quick play the balls, but they won the yeah, they won so the rock easy. I think that's what their game plan was. So Junior Paulo's value's gone down massively with this game plan they've been playing because he was getting all these points off tackle breaks and offloads, but they've just been told to run it hard and run it straight and play the ball quick. So. Mm. Look, it worked from this week, but it's definitely not working from a fantasy wise. Yeah, Ryan Sutton ended up playing seventy two minutes, but Corbs, you you're well on the the hit list with these two Corys playing reserve grade at the moment. Yeah, we we've been going on about this last week, just keeping an eye on the Reggies for the interest super <laughs> cup and the oh, the non no knock on effect yeah. cup. Anyway, the the Reggies and both Corey Horsburgh and Corey Wahiranaira are scoring Motzes. Um Corey Renora, I think he's averaging one, two tries a game. Corey Horsburgh is like 50-plus every game. And going off the press conference from Ricky, he he didn't single anyone out, but he rubbished. He just said people are chucking on first-grade jerseys but and thinking that's all they need to do. So yep. 
There could be a bit of a shake-up there because he was filthy. And oh, Corey could be a draft real nice pickup. If he gets a 13 or a 10 jersey, because they've got a soft belly, and we all know it, and they need a fiery guy like Corey to step in. Can mm. you imagine if he comes in? I had him last year, Corbs. He was a PPM one. He killed yeah. him Yeah, no, they're definitely two to look out for in draft. Um, so they probably don't release this, this till so- <laughs> Monday, eleven thirty a.m. <laughs> oh, that's if they open the trade free agency on time for sure. So aside from Turbo, who's obviously in my interest because I want to punt Latrell. I'm not happy with his discipline, but Matty Lodge, he was been really, really good. He, he finally figured out the fact that when you're six foot three and 120 kilos, you probably should run at the hooker. Like he finally figured that out, but he he was just brushing off. Young Penrith just left, right, and center. He scored 52 in 38 minutes, and he backed it up from a 46 the week before. So if he gets another 50 this week at 366K, leading into – because he gets a round 17 buy as well. Obviously, those hamstrings, it's always a concern that he might get injured, but he's well in my sights leading into origin, that's for sure. He was just, there you go, mate. It was just annoying because we all had him, and he then got injured. Mm, and-, and we dropped him. Yeah, I know, and it's just that wasted trade that he didn't want to because, you know, there's still value in him. Yeah, and we didn't have shooters warning because we just can't burn trades. Yeah. It's probably just a, a, a testament to don't trade so early. <laughs> you know, just give them a couple of, uh, if they're only out one or two weeks, just wait, if, especially if they've got good um, good pedigree. Yeah, true. Anyone else? Andy, you've got a couple others on your radar? Oh, well, for me, pending on pending TLT, but... Um, Joshy Curran at, at, at 246k, he's cheap for a, a person that scores that well. And his new love yeah. interest. He's fallen in love. He's he's seen 18 well, minutes. He didn't even know his name last week. Well, I brought Jack Bird and Ponger in last week, and um, they done well for me. Uh, but I needed those those slow burn cash burners. So I need to get Simkin in because he looks like he's going to get some more cash and um, get Curran in before. Before he sort of rises in price, if mm. that's if he gets named. But but then again, I still got to wait to see who I'm lacking in my team from the judiciary and injuries. So that's the thing yeah. with judiciary boys. It's just like because there's returning cheapies. Apparently, Sean Bloor is very close to returning this week. Sam Verrills is very close. So we're talking about guys that are priced at 228k, where we can kind of make some money, and as they're going to be some good point scorers as well. So, well, well Bloor was the wrist, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he, he had the wrist injury as well, yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a fitness thing for him. Veros I'll be worried about with the inj- with the ACL. I don't think mm. I'll be buying him too early because he won't be getting 80 minutes. But they do need a hooker. They need to rush someone back, someone with a bit of class. Uh, I can't say Ben Marsh is um, going that well for him, but done his job. But, yeah, if they can get Veros back as ASAP, then, yeah, I think they'll rush him back. But I, I think they're going to wait. So, yeah, yeah wouldn't be jumping on Veros. All right, gents. Solid analysis, Corby. Good luck at judiciary. I've got a few ties if you want to borrow one. <laughs> black and white. Yeah. Black and white. Andy, good luck with your new relationship with Josh Curran. You're going to change yeah, your surname. Look, I'm actually going to get the same headgear, and we're going to go out on a date and just wear the headgear together. It might be nice. <laughs> All right, gents. We'll check you probably Tuesday or Wednesday, eh? All right. Nah, happy boys. days, mate. Good pod. I'll talk to you later. See you, lads.